welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today, we have uh, a little bit of a different episode for you. So we are uh, doing... I teased it last week. Yes, you did. So we're doing an interview with Jacob and Jenny uh, Floyd, the Frightening Floyd. So they've written a a ghost storybook about Disney. It's called Be Our Ghost. So this is a little bit different of a topic than what we've discussed on any previous episodes. Yeah, and don't, you know, if, if ghosts aren't quite your thing, stay tuned though because they do incorporate and we talk about a lot of really interesting Disney in like Disney related facts. So even if that's something that doesn't necessarily appeal to you, um I mean, the book might still appeal to you and this interview might still appeal to you because again, there's just a wealth of information. They did a really great job of of researching uh, the the topics that they went over. Yeah, and we really and we get into this, and and like you said, it's not all spooky ghost tales. I mean, because I'm not somebody that likes to be frightened and scared very much. <laughs> and you know, I, I read the book, and it wasn't like I didn't get nightmares from it. It's not. Right, it's either. not very scary. It it is really interesting. Um, and we get, you know, we get into it when, when we interview them, but they have a lot of interesting tales. They did a lot of really good research, like you said, and they just have a lot of really general Disney facts. And I do think it's something that's interesting because I think, you know, there is a certain group of people that are kind of intrigued by the paranormal and there's people that, you know, enjoy Disney and, and there are strange things that happen in the theme parks, you know? And so kind of, learning more about that history and and just learning about the history of like what has happened in the theme parks over the past you know 50 or 60 oh, well, years yeah, is, around is really the interesting. theme parks and even before the theme parks were there i mean the book definitely delves into that too because some of the spirits seem to come from before the park was even there yeah definitely so hopefully you know you enjoy this interview and uh definitely be sure you know to let us know if you want us to cover kind of more ghost stories and stuff if you kind of like this topic you know definitely let us know on you know Facebook or Instagram, we're Enchanted Ears on uh, Facebook, Enchanted Ears podcast on Instagram, and we can uh, kind of research more of these tales. All right, so let's get into the interview. All right, on uh, on this week's episode, we are uh, very happy to be joined by the frightening Floyd's Jacob and uh, Jenny. They've actually written a, a Disney ghost story book. It's called Be Our Ghost. I think it's a really good title. Yeah, great title. So it's <laughs> it's out on Amazon now, and uh, it has some really interesting. You know, stories about Disney, ghost stories, but even just stories in general um, that I found really interesting and I learned a lot. So um, we thought it'd be you know great to kind of have them on the show uh, and talk to them a little bit about why they wrote the book and a little bit of background on it. So, uh, you know, thank you for being on the show. Thank you thank for having you us. No problem. All right. So how did you get into writing about the paranormal? Well, we started back in what 2015 ghost hunting doing mm -hmm. paranormal investigations with some people and we kind of did them on our own and we we enjoyed it and I've you know I've always liked writing she's done writing and we decided you know we kind of wanted to write about the haunted locations that we'd been to and other places we heard of and um, we started writing a book about haunted spots in Louisville and that kind of went from there. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Yeah, I was gonna say I noticed you have a, a few books out. I think you have one on uh, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. um, you have the Disney one, but you have a, a few other ones as well. So, what I guess made you think of Disney uh, as a location for a book? Um, talking to well, we have so many memories there, and we were down there at the haunted mansion, and uh, I was holding up one of my books, uh, the Kentucky uh, haunted mansion. Yeah, book. we have one called Kentucky's Haunted Mansion, and. Um, <laughs> Oh, okay. We just 
started having a conversation with a cast member there and they were telling us about the haunted mansion being haunted and i was like oh really you know yeah and so we <laughs> thought ghost stories in disney so we thought hey let's look for more and we found some and then we were like hey let's write the book and then we went down there again and talked to a bunch of cast members who who said they had stories and we heard some pretty cool things while we were there yeah i'd say so <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i think you know one of the things i found most interesting about the book is you know, you have a lot of good stories in there, but you, you really did do a lot of research and yes. you even kind of talk about that, you know, hey, a lot of this stuff may be kind of an urban legend. Yeah. Um, and you go into, you know, we couldn't find necessarily any proof that this event happened, but there are these kind of strange occurrences that have been documented. Um, you know, cast members ha have mentioned things. So uh, you, you do a nice job of of kind of balancing out you know, the research with kind of the urban legend, which I thought was, was a really interesting take on it. Right. I think when you're dealing with the paranormal, whether it's cryptids, aliens, or ghosts, and you're dealing with those stories, our primary goal is to just tell some, tell the stories and the interesting, entertaining stories. But I think if you're doing that, you have to be careful to make sure that people know that you're not sitting here saying, oh yes, this is a hundred percent true because it's just not credible because you got If you don't have proof, you don't have proof. Um, the whole the whole fun of it is telling the urban legend. So we like for people to know that we research it heavily, but we're also not corroborating the stories because we just we're just telling the stories. We were laughing. Right. Yeah, yeah. About um, I enjoy the Muppet ride so much, and I wanted it to be haunted so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we were hoping to find. Something. I had to get that out there, and I couldn't find anything. I was so disappointed. Yeah, I was hoping. I was hoping the French Quarter would have some ghost stories, but they don't either. So. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say the haunted mansion is one you hear a lot about, and mm -hmm. people like pouring ashes there frequently <laughs> yep. and things. I know. I know. A few years ago, Disney had to make like an announcement to tell people like stop. You know, dumping ashes of, of loved ones <laughs> right. on the ride. Yeah, like we're gonna vacuum them I, up. So I, yeah, I was gonna say I like the little tidbit in the book where you just said, "Yeah, we're just gonna, it's just gonna get vacuumed up at the end of the day." So just don't do it. Right. right. Yeah. But yeah. Just there's no point. Apparently, though, that boy got left behind. I guess according to the story. So. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, when you were talking about the uh, Dolly's dip on the Matterhorn. You mentioned a cast member who hated walking that part of the track after close because of an oppressive feeling. And then you speculate whether it's an actual haunting or residual energy due to her untimely death. So could you please explain what residual energy is for those of us who aren't like don't know a lot about ghosts? Yeah, in the the paranormal community, the, of all the different theories they have, there's between ghosts, there's there's two different trains of thought. Um, and you can believe in both. You don't have to pick one or the other, but there's one that's called intelligent ones, and that's supposed to be like a ghost truly there in the moment that's like talking to you, that knows you're there and knows where it's at. Then there's the residual haunts, which is what most people believe most hauntings are, and that's just the energy imprint that a human left behind. So that's a big parapsychologist belief is that a lot of these phenomenon, whether it's uh, possessions or hauntings, are caused by human energy. And um, the thing with, with the haunts is like if a person lived in a place, they were there so long and their emotions and their the energy that's within them has left an impression on the area. So when people say, oh, every night at 8 o'clock or 8.15, you can see the ghost of this person quickly pass down the hallway. What, they're, what they would believe in is that's not really a ghost. It's just the person's residual energy behind reliving the same moment over and over. 
So it's kind of like okay. that oppressive feeling that the woman on Dolly's dip or the cast member on Dolly's dip may have been feeling, may have been feeling what was actually just um, energy left from that person's death. And maybe it was that fear or that moment, just something that, that it left behind her human energy. So that's kind of what they, what residual means. So it's almost like a, like a video that plays over and over again, almost Yeah, and that's, like every day. And there's actually been paranormal explanation people who have explained it that way. It's like a video on loop. Okay. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, really interesting. Um, and then to you, what seemed like the most credible story that you reported on in the book? Um, well, other than the non-paranormal ones, I would say, um, Probably the one credible, I would say, the video, the Walt Disney's haunt at Disneyland in the yeah. alleged the alleged security camera video. And not really so much in the credible sense that I'm definitely saying there was a ghost there. That, but we're thinking that, like, well, so many people have reported the activity in Walt's old apartment. That obviously there's got to be mm -hmm. something there, and it's probably residual if it is, but there's obviously got to be some kind of something hanging around there. And the reason the yeah. video is because the video exists, and you can plainly see the person on the video, but at the same time, people speculate that that probably wasn't even Walt if it was a spirit. And also, other people just say it could possibly just be the video, an old video bleeding over into the new video. I don't know if it's that, but either way, I would say that's probably the one that's the most credible given the evidence and the people that have encountered them. Yeah. It's uh, you go into a really interesting depth on that in the book. Um, I, I, I like every single time I got to a part where you talk about there's a YouTube video, I immediately got onto my phone and pulled up the YouTube video. So I watched that um, while walking across the, the park. I think it, he started at the, the haunted mansion or whoever it is. I mean, um, but it started at the haunted mansion and then it, it's really an interesting video if you want to check it out because you can you can see it goes across multiple cameras mm -hmm. so it's almost like you know it could be something going on with one camera you might be able to discount it there but it is interesting to see that it, it goes across the different screens so it it seems it, it does seem like there's more to it um but then of course you know up in the apartment in the firehouse the, the story with the light that you mentioned and the maid who turned it off. Um, it's just really, really cool stuff that you have in there. Yeah, we, we were really excited when we found all those stories and putting them in there. When we, when we saw that video of the guy walking, that's kind of like our train of thought too. Like how could it be just a mess up in the video? Of course, we're not mm -hmm. video experts. So uh, again, we can only speculate. Um, maybe a video expert could explain it better. But it just seems weird to me and to her that it would be um, bleeding over from another video because why is it just this specific guy walking so freely across all these different monitors? You think something else might have bled through too, uh, but who knows? It's hard to say. Right. I mean, I'd have to imagine, I mean, to your point on residual energy being, you know, kind of like a... a a video playing over and over again of somebody that's, you know, really connected to a place. I'd have to imagine if there's anybody connected to a place, it would be Walt Disney yeah. to Disneyland. <laughs> right. So I think if, if anybody's residual energy is going to be there, his energy is going to be <laughs> yeah. reliving the days. I mean, just as much as he loved being at Disneyland when he was alive, you right. know, I could only imagine <laughs> that. So I think it makes a lot of sense that you see, you know, a lot, you hear a lot of stories, like you mentioned about the apartment, and, and just, you know, on some of the rides he, you know, was, um, that he enjoyed the most. I think that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
you know, kind of from that perspective. I mean, that's his legacy. That's his baby, you know, that's his creation. So mm-hmm. and even Walt Disney world, even if he hadn't ever actually been there, he could still be connected mm-hmm. to something that ended up there and he did his visit brother. and his brother and he did visit the, the site before they built it. So, I mean, it could be anything around there. Right. I mean, like it's just all theoretical and it's all interesting. Yeah. I mean, if it works the way that it works in supernatural, as long as you have an, o- an object that goes there, <laughs> you just have to burn burn it sorry i can't go like five episodes without mentioning supernatural (laughs) (laughs) now on on top of just the you know kind of ghost stories and everything in the book i mean you have a lot of you know pictures from your your trips to you know to the disney parks and, and you kind of just you know talk about you know interesting facts about the rides in general um I know when I was reading it, I was shocked when you mentioned on Pirates of the Caribbean that they used real um, skeletons in it from UCLA. And I was reading it and I was like, this is crazy. Like, there's no <laughs> way this is right. And I immediately like stopped and Googled it. And a bunch of other sites were like, oh, yeah, they use these skeletons. And I was like, this is insane. Like, I can't believe that. Um, we saw that and we were like, what? No way. That's that's a bunch of There's no way they did it. But apparently they did, I guess. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's absolutely amazing. But so that I think was probably the most interesting thing I've ever learned about Disney. But are are there any um kind of like interesting facts or like surprising stories that you uncovered while researching the book that maybe you know you weren't aware of before and were kind of you know just to that point of like I have to double check it. Like, <laughs> is this really true? Well, yeah, that one that one is a good one, and some and the okay. one. Uh, the well, the one about the the fortune teller and the the book that they that they use. Oh, Madame Leota. Yeah. Um, or or, or the, it, was it was a table. Way. It was the yeah. yeah the table they used uh, that was like a real seance. seance table. I don't know. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the witch. Yeah, that's yeah. I got that kind of backwards for four minutes. Sorry, but yeah, that table was interesting. But our I think our favorite probably has to just be the cats in the castle, and that's <laughs> we're, we're cat people anyway. We have four cats and they all have uh, <laughs> Disney inspired names and Baloo, Narnia, um, Maleficent. Well, the other one, uh, she doesn't have a Disney name, but Maleficent does. <laughs> we did have another cat that had a Disney name, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we thought the, the story about the feral or about the cats that they keep in the castle to keep the rodent population down was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. How they, they know pretty much to stay away from people and it's really strange, but you know, cats are really smart and they can be taught things. So mm-hmm. but we enjoyed that story quite a bit. Yeah. I like that too. I, I just found that out about that a couple, like a couple months ago and I'm like, uh, well now I know what I'm doing the next time I go to Disneyland, I'm going to be looking for the cats. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did you have a favorite ghost that you researched? Like I really enjoyed your lady on main in the Victorian dress who leads lost children to the Disneyland baby care center. So did you have one that you, you felt like, Oh, that's a pretty cool ghost. Probably George. We, we have to say George because of uh, the personal touch, the personal it. touch because we actually experienced George's alleged power um, over the park. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Cause the story is that, George is a ghost that's there on Pirates of the Caribbean. And at the beginning of every day, the first people that are on the ride and the, and the staff, they're supposed to say, good morning, George. And if they don't, and they're supposed to say good night at the end of the night too, but if they don't tell him good morning, then they will experience technical difficulties and ride problems. <laughs> when, we went, when we went, 
Jenny said, good morning, George. And she told me to say it. And I was like, no, that's, I don't, that's, that's silly. And, and then we, then Pirates of the Caribbean had, we broke down, had problems. We rode Haunted Mansion twice that day. And both times it broke down. In front of the graveyard. One time, one time it broke down in front of the graveyard. And one of the pictures we got to take is actually in the focus of the three, the, the three singing, the three singing guys. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. And, and I think, um, Peter Pan's flight or flight to Neverland was it, it, it broke down. Um, it had, <laughs> there was what else am I forgetting? There was another uh, the, Pooh Bear ride. the Pooh Bear ride had some problems starting and Splash Mountain broke down right before we got to the oh dip. So yeah, that, that was terrifying. It was that was pretty bad. I'm like, okay, oh. George, I get it. You don't have to stop. You don't have me hanging over this drop. But no, it was, <laughs> it, was it was pretty interesting. I was like, wow, okay, I guess next time I go there, I'm going to tell him good morning. <laughs> Yeah, he's a little he's a little precocious. Yeah. <laughs> Troublemaker. Yeah, he wasn't joking around. He wants his he wants his good mornings, I guess. Yeah, fo- <laughs> following you around. He he taught you a lesson. You didn't want to believe in it and uh so he kind of made sure you knew so next time you'll you'll be saying good morning to him. It spared me a little bit though cuz uh, when we were riding it's a small world. I was like that's the first time I ever rode it and I was like this is the most frightening thing I've ever seen cuz it's really- <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going to say that ride is scary enough as is. You don't need any sort of, uh, you know, hauntings or paranormal activity on that. Good God, I hope George doesn't break this ride down. I don't want to be stuck. Yeah. That 100%. And then they, the, if the power went out and then they started moving, like you mentioned, oh my gosh. I think I'd jump out of the boat at that point. So were there any, um, you know, stories that you researched that, you know, you felt, oh, maybe you couldn't, you know, find enough information to kind of confirm enough to include in the book or, you know, that maybe you held out for volume two of, <laughs> uh, of the stories for Disney? Not particularly. There was a, most of any other information that we got was very mundane stuff like, oh, there's cold spots over here or there's a light that comes on and goes off and not really much else accompanying it. And they were pretty forgettable. Mm-hmm. You can even really remember where on what rides they and, and attract <laughs> um but stuff like that yeah if it doesn't have much of a story to it we find lights and it's just lights or cold spots like that there's nothing really going there to really support any evidence of paranormal activity if that's all that's happened we did um mm-hmm. the cast member told us about the brown derby restaurant um the lights flickering yeah the brown derby but was we didn't one of them it in, so we didn't really have yeah that was that was it. The brown derby lights. That was the lights. I was running. That was the lights go on and off in there, and they flicker and stuff. And I was just like, "Yeah, that's cool." And that would be cool to be able to put the brown derby in there, but that could also just be an electrical problem, you know? Like, did you have? <laughs> if there's no, if there's no story connected to the no history that could create a, uh, you know, and theoretically a paranormal activity, and there's nothing mm-hmm. to go. Right. Even though they could just say, "Oh, a spoon flew across the room on its own," and it's like. It's not even that, you know, it's just flickering lights. You know, have you had anybody come in and check the lights for electricity, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, from, from reading all the different stories, um, you know, in the book and, you know, you mentioned a lot of the different, you know, places, like there's a lot of YouTube videos out there for mm-hmm. things. One thing I was kind of thinking of, and I'm kind of surprised, maybe surprised a little bit Disney hasn't done it, but I guess I could see why not. But like, I would think if they did some sort of like after hours ghost tour 
I think a lot of people would do that. I mean, that's, that's very popular at other, you know, haunted locations. I'm sure, you know, you two are both probably aware of that researching other haunted locations of doing, you know, tours at night, especially around Halloween. I feel like Disney could kind of cater to a different audience to do that, but mm -hmm. maybe they don't want to publicize or, that there's ghosts <laughs> at different places. Or even if they just did it around Halloween. Yeah. I'd be afraid you'd get those, you know, people that like to come in and just start investigating out of nowhere with their little devices. They probably don't want that. But uh <laughs> Right. That would be cool, you know, if they you know, they could always ask us and we'd be willing to do it. <laughs> we have we have two yeah. experience. We've had two history haunt tours, so but that would be pretty neat. For, it would be uh, neat though if they did do a um, uh, yeah. fictional, if they could do a fictional like ghost tour with the haunted. Right, if they do a fictional one, that, that would, would be cool. That would be really neat and put backstory. Well, they already have backstories to characters. Right, but that would be something for everybody. And just have yeah. fake haunts set up, you know, yeah. kind of like a haunted house, but nothing like real scary. It's just like a fake tour through the park. That, that would be neat. Yeah. yeah, and I think even like I mean George, I've I've heard of him before. I mean I think he's probably one of the more popular you know ghosts or well known ghosts in Disney. Um, you know I think a lot of people have heard about that. So I, I I definitely think that there's you know some out there. And again he you know he seems kind of tame. And you know it's a hey good morning good night to him or, or the ride's going to break down. I mean I think there's some interesting you know kind of tales that they could craft into you know, a, a special kind of tour like that. And to your point, you know, maybe having some, you know, fic fictional haunts and, right. and layering in some of the urban legend stuff as well. I, yeah, I think uh, if Disney comes up with that, I think mm -hmm. they owe us all some royalties for, for, <laughs> for coming up with it right now. Disney always loved the Haunted Mansion. Like they, I mean, like the shop always full when I'm in there, you know, mm -hmm. I, I wish they would do something like that. I mean, it'd probably do well. It would Plus, do really well. And you know, Disney would do a good job because if you really like watch their stuff, they have a lot of really like dark themes to some of their movies and they would probably. Oh my gosh. Yes. You watch like the Hunchback of Notre Dame cartoon. It's very dark. And then you got the black. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Yeah, um, so, really cool. Mm hmm. So, uh, I like the, I found that your photos to be a really nice personal touch that you had to the book. And I, I, a few really caught my eye. So can you tell us more because you had a picture? Um, can you tell us more about Rapunzel calling Jacob a ruffian? <laughs> he was in total character and she was awesome. She did a really good job. Um, she just, she was like, have a frying pan. And she is was it, just totally in character. She was like, is this ruffian bothering you? I got a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. That memory. Those those women that play those princesses, they all do such an excellent job, and they have to stay in character no yeah. matter what. So no matter if someone mm -hmm. them or bugging them or they got to stay. Propose to them. Yeah, yeah. We've heard stories of, of these guys coming to the park and proposing to these women as they're dressed in oh And I mean, how do you handle? Like they're like, I don't know. To even handle something like that and stay in character really speaks to their ability as actresses. So it was pretty. Yeah, we've we've had some really interesting experiences too with like face characters where mm -hmm. we're like you. No matter what you say to them, they always have like a, a quick quip to come back. It's clever. They can always give you like spout off a million things that mm -hmm. kind of keep you in their world. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's incredible. Yeah, they're they're they do a really good job, and I remember particularly the woman who was playing Tiana when we were there that time, 
she was so good with the kids that would come over there and she would have them teaching them things like how to dance or dance, how to spin with it. And she was just really good too. And uh, we didn't go, I don't think we met, I don't think we met her that time. Did we? Yeah, did we, we did. We did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was really cool. And they just all really do well. Wow. Yeah. 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 That, it is. It, it is really great. Um, yeah, Dizzy, like you said, Dizzy does a great job, I think, with everything, mm-hmm. and they, they really do a nice job with the characters. I would like to see, like, the statistics of how many of those people who play, like, Disney princesses or the princes go on and actually have, you know, lucrative acting careers. <laughs> well, one of the Backstreet Boys was Aladdin. Really? Oh, okay. Yes. I don't know his name, uh, but I, I remember hearing about that. Kevin. Yeah. It's got to be Ke- Kevin's like, the, he's the only one that I feel like could play. Yeah. I mean, not that I know that much about the Backstreet Boys. There was somebody else that was um, famous, was a princess, but I can't remember it at the top of my head. But I always remember the Backstreet Boy guy it was Aladdin. That's pretty funny. Oh my gosh. That actually sounds like a great episode idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And I was like, did I meet him when I was little? <laughs> Well, we, uh, like we said earlier, we, you know, we really appreciate you, uh, you know, talking to us. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of interesting stories. Mm-hmm. The book is called uh, Be Our Ghost. It's available on Amazon. Um, if people want to go to learn more um, about you to find, you know, some of your other books, what's the you know best place to go do so? Um, well, we're on Amazon, but you can find, uh, we have a, we have a page for our press called Anubis Press. And um you can look in, and how do you spell that? A n u b i s p r e s s. Um, it's okay. a, on the Facebook page. There's in the album section. We kind of list all the books. And we're, of course, we're going to get a website built. Um, and you can find uh, you can find us on Amazon where all our books are listed. And um, we're, we also have a the frightening Floyd's page on Facebook, which. We also just talk about all kinds of different paranormal things. So you can find a lot of us on Facebook. We got Instagram and Twitter too, but I don't know. Twitter is not really, I don't know. We don't use that a whole lot, but Instagram, we, we like that. Yeah. And we'll, we'll put a link to the book um, in the, in the description of the notes. So any, um, you know, upcoming books or anything interesting you're working on, you'd like to tease? Yeah. Well, we are working on a very uh, comprehensive book about Kentucky's haunts and legends called Kentucky strange and unusual haunts. So there's going to be a lot in there. Um, we also would kind of like to mention uh, our first book we published under Anubis press called haunts of Hollywood stars and starlets. One reason we mentioned mm-hmm. it is because that was the first book we wrote about Walt Disney in, but also just because that book really kicked off a lot for us. Um, our press Anubis press did just release a couple of books from other authors. Anybody in the Virginia area could check out a book called haunted Surrey to Suffolk. Spooky Locations Along Routes 10 and 460 by Pamela K. Kenny. And people who have a little more of a skeptical mind but still are willing to believe in strange occurrences. Well, there's a book called American Cryptic by a man named Jim Towns. And we're about to put out a book by someone, another ghost hunter, about haunted hotels in Virginia. So there's a lot of stuff going on. We're also working on a book about cryptids as well. Yeah, there's some weird stuff that goes on in Virginia because we, we. I was gonna say I, I now in, know I don't want to live there. I'm yeah. not a big person <laughs> in the haunting, so where, Virginia, where, I'm gonna avoid. Where is that? Um, where were we with it? We had issues, like all kinds of things uh, kept going yeah, wrong. Yeah, we yeah we had we we 
taking a road trip through Virginia one year and our car broke down and everything just seemed to be going wrong. So I, I already try to avoid Virginia. If there's any listeners in Virginia, I'm sorry. It's nothing personal. But but now I know I'm, I'm definitely avoiding it with all these ghost stories. Yeah, it was like deep Virginia, like deep south. Yeah. Yeah. The Virginia book is really interesting because she also does investigations and she wrote about her instances running her spirit box and her EVP. And she also writes about the history. And she wrote, there's also things about about Bigfoot and aliens and fairies in this in this place called the Great Dismal Swamp. There's a big, big section about this place called, called the Great Dismal Swamp. And it's one of the most fascinating things I've ever read, just reading about that. Swamp. And there's, there's supposed to be like fairies and demons and, and ghosts and, and even a skunk <laughs> sightings. Like it's, it's some crazy stuff. And it's really, I mean, not crazy in a bad way, just crazy, which is like really interesting. And um, it's a good book to read for sure. Yeah, that actually sounds awesome. See, you would want to avoid that place, but that sounds like something I would love. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you could get I, off the swamp. So, I mean, like, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see it. We both, you know, appreciate you joining us. And uh, it was a really interesting book. We we both enjoyed it. Definitely yes. recommend, you know, if, if you're a fan of Disney, yeah. I think it's interesting to read just for like the facts just about the, the facts. rides. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. If you think like, oh, this isn't my thing. I'm not into ghosts. No, like, read it it is it's fun it's not like that it's not scary i was thinking when i was reading i'm like i'm gonna have nightmares now no like i didn't and it was just really it was really fun it was a fun read so we try to make it fun we like to go into theories and like you mentioned about how we talk about you know there's no evidence to corroborate this we kind of like to just give the whole perspective so we want it to be a fun read for anybody even if they're not particularly a fan if you're missing disney too especially if you're missing disney (laughs) yes All right. Well, uh, Jacob and Jenny, uh, we appreciate you being guests on the show and maybe we'll uh, see you in the park sometime. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. So I want to thank everybody again for listening. You know, if you have any, you know, interesting stories or experiences that you had in the park, you know, definitely be sure to go to our, you know, Facebook and kind of, you know, put them in the comments uh, to this episode that we'll post out there. It's Enchanted Ears uh, on Facebook. And, you know, definitely let us know. Or if you want to, you know, send us an email, we may read a few of them out on the show. Um, you can email us. It's EnchantedEarsPodcast at gmail.com. want to, you know, thank everybody again for listening. You know, make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating or a review. Uh, we really appreciate all the support. Thanks for letting us your ears. And we'll see you here next Monday. Bye.